when I say it's okay to fail, it's like, you know, when people say, I pray, or, or I prayed on it, or I'm manifesting this, I'm speaking this into existence, and all that stuff is great. It's awesome to do. Very good, positive, you know, affirmations to have for yourself. However, you have to put some backup behind it. You, nobody is a genie. You can't just wish upon a star and think that just poof, poof, this is just going to happen. That's not how this works. You have to put the work in. And sometimes you're going to fail at putting the work in. You're going to try your hardest sometimes and then you're still going to fail. But guess what? That is 100% okay. Welcome to Wallet Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Alexander. You just heard an excerpt from our interview with a special guest. I mean, she shares so many more nuggets. So guys, just stay tuned. It's going to be worth the wait. So but this week has been the end of the holiday weekend where we had Thanksgiving. And I hope you guys had a good time. I hope you were field and you were stuffed like I was I literally was stuffed my wife well she she cooked for for us alone uh, even though we went to our parents and it was delicious she hands hands down was like great and for you guys I hope you made great memories with your family and friends I also hope that Black Friday didn't get you that Black Friday didn't put a big hole in your in your in your budget plans it didn't bust your budget uh hopefully it didn't cause you to go into a lot of debt you were disciplined and you were prepared because you knew what you was going to buy and you only you knew what you're going to buy you knew how much it cost and you had the money to pay for it right then and there uh the one thing about debt is you know you're going to use that you gotta have a way that you're going to pay it back. So I hope Black Friday didn't just suck you in because of some good deals. I, I I admit, I took advantage of some good deals. Like I got a a winter coat, an overcoat, they call it top coat um, for one of my favorite brands. And it was, it was like $400. I was like, oh my gosh, that's too much. I'm not paying that. So we waited, we waited, we waited. And then of course, my wife really wanted it for me. And I was like, all right, we'll get it. We saved up for it. We put it in our budget for November. And we we budgeted for the full price. But we were able, because of Black Friday, didn't notice. was like, oh, man, there it is. Previously, it had been sell, selling out the previous weeks before Black Friday. It just, we hunted it down. We got it. And we got it at a 40% discount. And also had some credits, and so that added to it. So it was way below what the original price tag was, and we paid for it. So I'm hoping that you had some experiences like that during Black Friday, and that you're not going to regret later on down the road in January, February, March. Like, dang, I'm still paying for that top coat that I bought in November. So I don't think you did. I know you guys, you guys are on it. That's why you listen to Wallet Talks. And speaking of listeners, and one of our one of our listeners asked, what defines middle class? So we looked it up and that led us to, that's gonna lead us to our did you know segment of the day. So did you know that middle class is defined as, according to Pew Research Center, is annual household income of a hundred of sorry, fifty thousand to hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's considered middle class, 50,000 to 150,000. The other thing I had was, well, what's above middle class? You have upper middle, you have upper class, and upper middle is 150 to 200K. Upper class is anything above 200K. Well, what about what's that below? What class or economic classes are below middle class? It's not just poverty. I thought it was always poverty and then middle class and rich it's actually working class working class slash poverty and then poverty so let's define that i want to give this information out to you guys so you kind of be aware of what's going on or 
just more cognizant. So working class is $25,000 to $50,000. Working class slash poverty is $15,000 to $25,000 annually. And poverty is anyone under $15,000 annually. But here's a reality I want to share with you guys too. Did you know that 36% of black households are considered middle class compared to all other household is 45% of those households are considered middle class, which is a 9% difference, which is not bad. We're, lo- we're less by 9%. However, when it comes to the poverty category, 19% of black households are at poverty level compared to all other American households. The percentage is only 10%. 10% of all other households are making under $15,000 a year. Again, why am I giving you this information? Because I want it to stir up some conversations that leads us to grow and and put it towards actions and just expiring to help our community and, and to question like, okay, what is the difference? Why is that? What are the things that we may can do right now? And I think one of the things we can do is explore ways on how to overcome our circumstances. If we're in one of those buckets, like working class or class slash poverty or in poverty or in middle class, they want to go up. How can we go to the next bracket? If that's one of our things that we want to do. That's why we have wallet talk. So we can have those kind of conversations on how we can progress um, our, our financial situations so that we can live the life on our terms and not be caught up in this quote unquote system. So speaking of overcoming circumstances, that leads us to our topic of the day, our topic of the day. Hello, everyone. I have an awesome guest uh, here on Wallet Talks. And this person, every time I have a conversation with her, I, can, I, just, I just sit back and listen and just absorb all the wisdom that, sh- that comes from her. Um, I love her like a sister. The, the person I want to introduce you to is a motivational speaker, is an author, is a philanthropist, is a, a mentor. She does so many different things. But her main thing, is that she calls herself, or she self-proclaimed as the bounce back queen. This is Lanika Shelley Williams, the bounce back queen. Welcome to Wallet Talks. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, you know, uh, I know I did your show and then we, we were like just connecting and stuff like that. And you, but just talking to you, I get a different vibe and it, every time is a good vibe. So I want um, the people to just understand who you are. Just give us a little short description of who Shelly is. And then we'll we'll go into some more things. Okay, cool. Well, you know, when me and you talk, we talk like brothers and sisters anyway. <laughs> it's always a good time and a good vibe. So yeah. that's the first thing I want, you know, people to know that this is family. This is, you know, this is going to be cool and laid back. Um, I am the bounce back queen. I'm Lanika Nichelle. Everybody calls me Shelly. Um, I wear, I like to say I wear many hats, but they all fit. <laughs> you know, I do a lot of things. I've, I've had a very tough upbringing and like life has not always been kind and I'm still going through stuff, but I would not be the bounce back queen if I could not bounce back from it. And that's what I'm very passionate about teaching people. Um, My mentor kids, you know, I teach them this, but also adults that sometimes you are dealt a crappy hand. Sometimes things happen, but you have to keep going. Don't let it take you out because we all got three things. We all got gifts and talents. We all have 
um, challenges and we all have a purpose. I don't, you know, mm. I can't tell you what's what, but I can help guide you so you can figure out what those three things, you know, are. But we all, every single person walking the face of this earth has yeah. those three things in common. And if they say they don't have a challenge, that is their challenge. <laughs> That's your challenge right there. <laughs> you think you're petty perfect. <laughs> right, right. It's not about the Bible. And it says like you're. If you say you don't lie, you're you're lying. Like that's exactly check check that exactly. box off already. <laughs> Self incriminating. Yeah. Wow. No, that's good. I mean, so tell us a little bit about some of the things that you uh, have overcame um, in your past and recently, because I, I I know it, and I just want to have the the audience kind of get a little taste of what you've gone through and what your story well, is. Well, I like to think that life prepared me to be strong. So. Mm. As a young kid, I've gone through everything from being an abused child and taken from my mom, being in foster care to sexually assaulted and getting pregnant. Teenage mom. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been blind before. <laughs> I've been blind at 15 for a month. And most recently, three years ago, I had brain surgery. Mm. had brain surgery for the very first time and this upcoming Tuesday I have to have my second brain surgery but I'm strong I'm from Baltimore yeah that's the other thing I need to know I'm from Baltimore I'm a city girl I'm good <laughs> now I hear Baltimore is rough you know what I'm saying like I've I've been in Baltimore and you know, I grew up in Chicago, That's and I was too. I was turning my shirt. Yeah, I, well, listen, out there in Baltimore, when I was walking the streets, I had to you know look over <laughs> my shoulder a couple of times. You know, I had that situational awareness was like my spidey senses was on on mm -hmm. ten. But yeah, so well, yeah, of course, Baltimore definitely tough. You have to have a certain mentality to get through that, right? Okay. So talk about some of the mentalities that that you've developed over the years as you've gone through some of your uh your challenges well I know that with every challenge comes strength so I feel like the things that I went through I went through that for a few different reasons one because somebody mm -hmm. else might not have been able to handle it and if I can take it and to avoid somebody else from doing something to their self I'd rather eat it sounds crazy but I know I can handle it God knows I can handle yeah. it um also it helps me to have my mentorship program it helps me to be more aware of when kids need me or when people period kind of need me my you know senses are more uh, sensitive to that I've helped over a hundred and something kids since I've been here I have taken in 10 to keep them out of the foster care and adopted three so mm. And I did not like know their parents and know their situation and things like that. You know, I had to build, put in that time and build that relationship with them to find out kind of, you know, where I was needed to figure out the yeah. situation. But I can share my experiences with them and I can share things that happened to me and things that I've gone through. That's why that's another reason I feel like I've gone through that so that I can tell other people, hey, Sometimes this happens. And I figured out that through service, when you do service for others, it helps you feel better about your own situation because it's always somebody who has it worse. You are not the great victim. That is one thing I tell. <laughs> and some people, especially in this society, may say that is cold or harsh, but I'm going to tell you, you are not the great victim. That it's not your name, Say that. the great victim. Like if your name was <laughs> Tiffany Johnson, my name, Tiffany Johnson, the great victim. That's not your name. You're making it that. It's more to you mm. than that. So if you label that as yourself, of course, you're going to think with a negative mentality that everything is poor me, like Eeyore, like mm, poor me, you know, that instead of thinking hey it's other people it's people out here losing their children it's people losing their life it is people with no food to eat it is a lot of things going on with people that's going through more you know treacherous situations 
than you are. And oftentimes, once you go and do stuff, especially like that's what I had to teach my mental kids. We go out, we'll feed the homeless. We used to go to the nursing homes a lot before COVID. Um, yeah. And sometimes just being with them, you know, saying nobody comes to come and see them, hang out with them, playing bingo with them, different things, you know, that helps yeah. give you the endorphins to feel good about your own self. And that'll help with your own mental stability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that thing you said about service and it's, it's a great uh, stimulator for yourself. And I think I was trying to tell my goddaughter that like the other day, like, you do things not for the things, but you do things because not to make you feel bad. I don't know how to phrase it, but I was trying to teach her about just serving people and not having a, an alternative motive. Right. right. And I love that phrase. You are not the great victim. I tell people that <laughs> I tell people that. And some people I have been told that is cold and harsh to say. And I'm like, but it's the truth. Sometimes you got to hear truth. Oftentimes, I think this society is a little fickle. They, they, they mm. get fickle when people want to tell them the truth and it it is yes you might have what happened to you i'm not saying that you know things that happen to people is just a breeze and oh right. it's not no some things you are entitled to have your moments but don't let that define yeah. you and don't have your moment mm. get it out your system and figure out what to do to handle the situation if you stay in that the situation is not going to get handled how do you change it? How do you move from it? You just going to stay in it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's speak on that. Let's, let's go deep on that off a uh, conversation, uh, conversation offline. And you was giving me some, some tips on how someone who feels like that, like they're the victim, they want to get out, but just don't know how walk us through uh, some of your tips or what you would say to them. Well, I feel like the first thing is you have to learn how to problem solve. You got to have good problem solving skills and mm. it goes back to your mentality. If you are all in an uproar, you know, okay, let's say like, okay, somebody hit your car. Just use, you know, somebody hit your car, for example, nobody's hurt. Somebody just hit your car, but you get all in a panic yeah. and an uproar that somebody hit your car and you know, what if the person leave and zoom off? Now you didn't miss chance to get their license plate, run, you know, run video or whatever it is because you're spazzing out when if you would have just took a deep breath and problem solve and thought about the situation, you could have did X, Y, Z. I think a lot of times it's about your reaction versus mm. the action that happened. Oftentimes, mm -hmm. it's about the reaction and not necessarily the action, because you have to learn how to react from certain situations. And oftentimes, you got this much time to think about how you're going to react. That's either going to make it or break that situation. So you mm -hmm. problem solve, you practice with problem solving skills, and you let your mentality, okay, you this happened. What are we going to do about it? How can we fix this? How can we get out this situation? Um, if somebody has wronged you, this is something I had to come up, you know, deal with, with myself and process myself. I'll say okay. like with my parents, I had to learn to forgive. Not for them, mm. for me and for my children. Speak on that. Because yeah. think about it. The person who did you wrong, they're not missing sleep. They're not, you know, in a cocoon, depressed. You know, right. it's like the same episode is beating you up over and over and over and over and over again. And at yeah. this point, yeah. you're doing it to yourself because it's not stopping yeah. them. So why should you let it stop you? That's not fair that you keep letting that incident that happened re-hurt you. It's like it's re-hurting you mm. over and over and over again. That's not fair to you. So if the person who wronged mm. you is not missing sleep, missing food, just stressed and depressed and all that about what they did to you, you have to get to a place where you have to not let it get to you. You got to deal with that. It's okay. You got to deal with it. Man, you like speaking right <laughs> to my heart. You guys are going to are getting an inside scoop on... Um, 
a, a therapy session right now because I'm going to ask these questions like it's my, about me. So when you have those repetitious thoughts of that offense and you know that you have to forgive, but it's like they keep just, just keep coming up and you know, it's like ah, I, it brings you pain. Like you said, it, it brings you you remember the pain, you remember the anxiety and you get stressed and you try to figure out what happened and all of that. And I had that situation and I'm like, okay, I know I need to forgive, but I just couldn't. What advice would you give me? Well, first off, those that you're having, those are triggers. Mm. Those are what I call triggers. You're triggered by those things and you're easily triggered by it because you did not do the work to acknowledge the problem. You got to acknowledge that what happened happened and mm. it's not your fault that it happened. You are not to blame that whatever happened happened. So you should not put all this on you to bury yes. the load on your back. That's not your back. It should be on. That, no, <laughs> when you said that, it made so much sense to me when I was like, wait a minute, I'm not the cause of it you didn't that just you, spoke to me you didn't do it so you have to yeah. acknowledge that it happened and the reason why i say forgive is because once you acknowledge that it happened and you really get into detail sometimes you got to meditate and mm -hmm. you might got to write a letter different people got to do different things you might got to write right. it out i've had people punch a pillow and punch it out you have to do something to release it to finally yeah. release it for yourself. If that's yeah. screaming to the top of your lungs to get it out, if that's a cry, if that's a letter, if that's whatever it is that you feel is best for you to do. And sometimes you might got to figure out a few of them to do, but once you do mm -hmm. it, release it and let it go. You letting yeah. that go. So that way you're not carrying that around with you because that's not fair to you to carry around that load for something that's not your fault. Mm -hmm. you, so what would you say to those people when they know they think it's their well they know they caused the harm and someone just retaliated so they're they can say well it was my fault well well we all that's that's goes back to those three things nobody's perfect we mm. all got challenges people mess up i've messed up you messed up we've all messed up so you can make amends you gotta learn how to problem solve and see how you can fix that most things can be fixed. That's why they make band-aids and glue and tape. <laughs> they got gorilla glue, all that stuff out because they just don't put the gorilla glue yeah. in your hair. Yeah, don't, don't, do do that. That. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But that's why they have all these. Don't things. be the YouTube. Because they know people make yeah. mistakes. So it's okay. Wow. It's okay that you made a mistake and you did something. Nobody's perfect. What you have to do is don't live in that. Don't live even if that's your fault you acknowledge that okay this is my fault i did something let me do everything i can to fix this that way i yeah. know that i did everything i can it's up to that person to yeah. forgive you but you have yeah. to also forgive your own self yeah i like that so it's it's so talk me through one of the things that we talked about too was uh offline was saying it's okay to fail what does that mean it's okay it to is fail? when i say it's okay to fail it's like you know when people say i pray or, or i prayed on it mm -hmm. or i'm manifesting this i'm speaking this into existence and all that stuff is great it's awesome to do very good positive you know affirmations to have for yourself however you have to put some backup behind it you nobody is a genie you can't just wish upon a star and think that just poof poof this just gonna happen that's not how this works you have to put the work in mm. and sometimes you're gonna yeah. fail at putting the work in you're gonna try your hardest sometimes and then you still gonna fail but guess what that yeah. is 100 yeah. okay because you tried yeah. your best that's what matters and you look at like a lot of successful people Every almost every single one of them has failed at something. Nobody's just like, I'm just gonna go and just bam, and it's just here. But you have to keep trying. You can't let it 
once you get knocked down, okay, it knocked you down. That ain't work. You know, that, that wasn't it. Let's, let's move on to something else. And that's where your problem solving skills and your reaction times. These are things, these are life skills that I teach people that you got to have. And that's, that's what keep you going. Listen, I told you guys, this is my personal therapy session. I didn't know we was going to go down this route. So all my questions are just for me. You guys are just listening in. So, <laughs> so when you have paralyzing fear of failing, I think that, that it, to, I'm, I, and I, I know I've experienced this. Like I, I experienced where I've been like locked down because I was afraid of the unknown mm-hmm. and I couldn't, and I feel like that limited me in so many different ways in my life. And I go back and then, then I go down the spiral of beating myself up because I didn't take that risk or I didn't do this and that. And I'm beating myself up. And like you said, you're not, you're not uh, moving forward. You're not, you're just beating yourself up. And that's not good for you to carry when you said this earlier, uh, maybe it was offline or, or in the thing. It's like, you have to own it. I recognize that it has Absolutely. happened. You didn't take the shot. So let's take steps forward to just yeah. do. You got to, right? you got to do. So if you don't do anything and you realize that, okay, you missed something, you missed the ball on something. Okay. Recognize it. Learn from it. Like, that's why I say every struggle gives you strength and should give you a lesson. Mm. So, you know, but mm. it's what people do with the information. It's like, you know, going to the, going, you know, what they say, lead, lead the person to the well, but you can't make them drink, <laughs> you know, right? you can, whatever, for whatever reason it happened, how can we fix this mm. problem? I don't like the situation that's happening right now. What can I do to fix the situation? How can I get out of what I am in right now? Because I don't like it. When you truly don't like it, you have to be okay with failing and being uncomfortable to be it. And when people say they're uncomfortable, I'd be like, well, which one is more uncomfortable? What she was in? <laughs> which one is more comfortable for you? Because that's you're going to have mm. to weigh your options. Either you're going to be mm. uncomfortable with the situation that you're in right now, or you're going to be slightly mm. uncomfortable, but but growing. Because I bet when, yeah. when people really actually think about it and keep it above, the situation that you're in is much more detrimental to you than yeah. you pushing yourself out of your comfort zone little by little by little and if you tell yourself you're not going to do something of course you're not going to do it you're not going to do it because you yeah. already you got to get it out your head a lot of stuff is in your head it's it's about how we think those are you yeah. know limiting limiting thinking you're limiting yourself yeah. you're limiting saying that i can't do something i won't be able to like i my kids couldn't say can't in <laughs> certain words they can they can't say can't they can't call people old. They have to say mature or elderly. They can't oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. because I don't want them to have that limiting thinking. Once you yeah. tell yourself you can't, is is you okay? You just basically almost like sealed it. You can't do it. So your body's yeah. not going to follow what your mind. You know the body mm. follows the mind. So if your mind is yeah. already defeated, what you think your body going to do? Right. This is going to play exactly. right along. It's going to just go accordingly it's with, gonna... you know, with what your mind is thinking. What so what you're saying. So yeah. I, I do this exercise sometimes and I had to do, I do this myself. If you go out yeah. and you wake up and you think I'm going to have a positive day, I'm going to have a good day today. Everything is going to go well today. I'm happy that I woke up. Um, you know, I'm just like, everything is positive, super positive. I bet you have a good day. Bet you have a good mm-hmm. day. And even if you're triggered, even if you're triggered, mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, you're not going to react the way that you would normally react. Because uh, your because mind, you, you already yourself. programmed your mind that 
I'm going to have a good day. Nothing's going to get me down. This is going to be my day. Yeah. And vice versa. If you wake up and you think negative and you say, oh, today a bad day. This ain't it today. This just, I just feel this. This, this ain't going to be right today. Guess what? It ain't going to be right. And you're going to have an awful day. stop it you i mean this we have such a connection man because i'm like why she why she in my kitchen on what happened this morning like this morning i literally me and my wife had a discussion about finances um i'm always thinking about finances and i told her i woke up i didn't have any peace that's that's okay not to have peace but i didn't and i I prayed but I, i was i was still thinking and praying from a negative sense like I wasn't like this is going to be good like you like you were saying this is going to be a great day everything's going to work out God is for me he's not against me everything you know saying like even things don't go my way I'm still blessed because all things work in my favor like that wasn't in my prayer request and I think we we can sometimes have saying we pray and we're going through the faith actions but really deep down our motives and our true core belief is that no it still ain't gonna change it's still gonna be like I want to be angry and so I think I had that and I carried after the day and my conversations were not good with the wife <laughs> it was not good but it was and like you said and I was telling myself like Jay you, you know all you have to do is just forgive like just just let it go just let it go. I said, I can't let this. No, no. We gotta move forward. We gotta press through. We gotta. I'm like, <laughs> so, so this has just been great. And it leads me to a question that I want to get your advice on. When you hear the following words, what comes to your mind and why? Here's the word. Poverty mindset. Poverty mindset. Um, I think that is something that us black people have <laughs> nicknamed um, things. Oftentimes some people can't see what you can see. We all got different visions yeah. and different expectations and different uh, goals. So your goal might be something and somebody else might say, well, no, I want to go you know, this way. I feel like if you, it goes back to that situation. If you are okay with your situation, some people are okay with their situation, you know? And yeah, yeah with that whole situation. Yeah. Some, some people are yeah. okay with that. And you might look at it and say, don't you want more? Don't you want, you know, don't, yeah. you don't want to get out of yeah. this? But some people really don't. They're like, no. I'm Gucci. This is, I got everything I need. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, so it's about, it's, it's really about the individual person. I feel like mm-hmm. because everybody's yeah. level and everybody's thinking and goal is going to be different. So just like the answer to that, everybody's definition of it, you know, it's different. Now, if somebody is just sitting on their hands, they're capable and they are able, able-bodied to do stuff and they're not, and they're just sitting on their hands, especially when you have children and you are creating a situation for your children. I feel like, look, you should be trying to do something because this is not just affecting you. That's where it gets a little bit selfish. It's not just you. Mm-hmm. You are, I'm a product of my environment, but I learned how to adapt. So that's something that everybody's not fortunate enough to do and to learn how to do and to even make it out. So what about the people who yeah. don't? So how do you, you know, when you create that, especially when you have kids, that's a, that's a tough situation, you know, to be in, but everybody's individual situation, some people are totally okay with it. So you might think yeah. that, oh, this person got a poverty mindset, but they okay with it. They, you know, maybe they, maybe they pay $10 for rent. (laughs) They, they, you know, they got stamps. They got all this stuff. You know, look, we got food. We got lights. I still got money to go party. I'm good. You know what I mean? Some people is okay in their element where they are. But then some people like, you know, Mm. like, I know, like, 
we relate in wanting more, wanting more, wanting to always raise the bar, you know, got got to keep growing and going and growing. We got to keep doing those things, but everybody does not see that like that. So the people who Mm -hmm. don't see it like that, you can't just say, Hey, they got a poverty mindset because they're happy. But if they're not happy in that situation and they don't want to do nothing about it, then kicks in, okay, this is the poverty mindset because mm. you it's more so of the action than the mindset. Speak that. Right. Because, right. you know, like I right. said, t- plenty of people living in poverty, happy is <laughs> two doves flying. They don't care. Right. <laughs> right. They don't care what's going on. It's peaches and yep. cream for them. Yeah. So why do we, so you mentioned something earlier uh, when you first started off, it's like poverty mindset is a something that, you know, we as blacks in our black community, we, we coined that term. Why, what, what made you say because that? Because we're the ones who live the most in poverty, the way that this society has set up us, you know, culturally, mm-hmm. we're typically the ones who has to deal with it. So we're always constantly fighting and clawing and 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 kicking and screaming just to have just to have what some people just given you know just passed down to mm-hmm. that family so i guess that's where yeah. you know it's always a fight it's always a fight being black no matter if you got a bad hand or not you're still a black person in america <laughs> you know what i mean so <laughs> no matter yeah. who you are yeah. and what you do when it comes down right. to it you still black still black (laughs) and i think when i when i hear it you know and i'm glad you pointed this out like everyone's vision of their financial situation is different and you can't just label someone as having a poverty mindset that's great i mean that's great not to do that and but when i thought about it you know it came to my mind like okay poverty mindset is those people with limiting thinking like they think like it's a fight, it's a fight and they can't get out of the mm-hmm. fight. Like, and you, we, you just laughed at like, you know, we're, we're still black in America, but I think I said this in another podcast. I'm not sure, but I said like, even though we're black in America where there is systemic racism, there are, there are things in the system that makes it more challenging for us. That doesn't mean that we cannot accomplish or we can't you know do better for our kids and set up financial legacies and wealth and stuff like that like whatever your level of wealth is like so it's funny uh i'm like i like the way that you went with that with the poverty mindset i was just thinking like man you know just it's limited Mm -hmm. thinking you know just why are you thinking like this bro like okay you you say you want to get out of it but why you keep saying all oh, the man of this and that and, and it's like you just feel like you don't deserve it and you feel like there's no way for you to beat the system right and that goes back to taking responsibility because mm. you can't blame white people for everything now, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> now a good chunk some stuff yeah you can be like okay all right now but you can't absolutely yeah. blame them for every single thing. No, you can't. At some point, we have yeah. to start looking at ourselves and holding our own selves accountable for the things that we do and don't do. Yeah, say that. And yeah. that's that's yeah. the conversation that we don't be wanting to have. You know, that I have had with people, they don't want to have say that. that conversation. It's so easy. Um when the George Floyd protest, they had a protest here. I spoke at yeah. that protest and I told them. Okay. If, you know, I'm not shocked. <laughs> so I'm... <laughs> and I told, I told them ahead. some things and I told them, I'm probably going to make some people mad. Let me just give you that trigger warning already. <laughs> if you don't know your child's teacher, guess what? You part of the problem. If your child is dressed from head to toe, but they don't have school supplies, you part of the problem. If you send your little baby, your five-year-old child out on the bus stop six something in the morning and you laid up in the bed, 
you part of the problem. It's a lot of lists that I gave them that they part, you are part of the problem. If your child knows every little baby, the baby, big baby, side baby, and all them songs, but they don't know their schoolwork, you part of the problem. There is things that we have to take responsibility for. If your child is cussing and you're laughing and thinking that's cute, you are part of the problem. You have to teach these kids the right thing. That's your job. That is your job. You got one job. You know what I mean? Like, you got one job. You got one job. Teach your child right from yeah. wrong. How to be a decent human being. Like, <laughs> that, that right there, I think, gets lost in everything. Like, yeah, I want to try to provide. But you really are, you're, you're really, uh, your assignment as a parent and I'm not a parent, but I, I can see it from just listening to people and having conversations. You are really there to make them a, a, a productive part of Absolutely. society. I would say That's you're not it. raising babies. You're not raising them to be a baby. You're raising them to be an adult. So, yeah. you know, yeah. you got to keep that in mind. No, let them be kids. By all means, let them be kids and let them have a childhood. I didn't have much of a childhood. So, people I got friends from middle school that be like oh Shelly you was grown when you came out because you know like that's the joke I've been motherly my whole life you know that's that's the running joke but let them have a childhood but keep in mind that you're not raising them to be a baby so you're not you shouldn't be raising babies you should be raising them to be an adult they have to learn how to do they have to learn how to adapt they have to learn how to survive in this society especially if you black, especially when yeah. you're black, you have to. And you have to acquire that uh, that problem solving skill that you were just Absolutely. saying, and that helps us get out of that emotional emotional triggers like I was suffering from that you so gracefully identified in my life. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'll tell my kids. I was um, like, my name Bennett. I ain't in it. Y'all need to figure it out. Don't come. Don't don't knock on my door. Don't come mm. ask me. Figure it out. Don't come ask me nothing. You have to. If they run to you for every little thing, they're gonna be running, they're gonna be 40. <laughs> they're running to you no, for yeah, every little no. thing. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's like a low-key way to help them be critical mm-hmm. thinkers. Right? Because like if they can't in social skills, like, okay, y'all gotta figure out how y'all gonna get along because this ain't gonna yeah. change. Like you're gonna be here, you know. Um one thing you also said that would help people is like having those conversations. You go into the George Floyd um, uh, place. I mean, when George Floyd happened, a lot of conversations were started. I think that that needed to be had. But even with so, why don't people have those tough conversations? Not just about race, but even like with money. Why do you think people don't have those conversations? I think people have in their mind they want to mind their business. Oh, I mind my business. I mind the business that pay me. But yet, mm. when something happened, everybody got an opinion on it. <laughs> you know, so how much of your business <laughs> can you really be everybody minding? Has an if every time something go on, we got to hear your your two cents. Here come your two cents. <laughs> I thought you was minding your business. So I think it's the mentality of, oh no, I don't want nobody, but you don't want nobody in your business. That's what it really is. Mm. You're not necessarily minding your business. You don't want nobody in yours. And, you know, like me, I'm an open book. (laughs) It's just what you see is what you get. It's just how it is, you know, with me. Um, And I think that's what it is. People don't, it's okay for them to be in somebody else's business, but please don't be in mine. So we don't want to get into that. Don't worry about my money. Don't count my pennies. You know, like, you know, <laughs> you know, people don't want you in yeah. their business. I don't know if it's a pride thing or, you know, the society, I got to stunt and, you know, show off for people. I don't know what it is, yeah. but yeah, it's definitely people don't want you to know necessarily about yeah. what's going on with them because they're over there minding their business. <laughs> and then. You know, and I think you're right. You think, I mean, we don't know exactly what it is, but I think a little bit can be sprinkled in. I mean, uh, pride could be one of those elements or any ingredients to keeping us from having those conversations. And this whole show is about getting the conversation started. Um, 
especially those tough conversations financially to get us moving from what is stereotypically the black society being low income people living paycheck mm-hmm. to paycheck. You know, we, you and I went through a challenge together where it, we, we surrounded ourselves with high, higher thinking right. people, right? We, we, we put ourselves, we ask questions and we, we try to have those conversations. And I think that conversations and having, exchanging information with one another is, to, is one of the ways mm-hmm. we grow. All, through, through experience, like you said, be okay to fail, but also just asking someone who you've seen has done it and that you want to go to where they are, just ask them questions. And, that, and it shouldn't be taboo to have that private conversation with someone and you're talking about your money. Right. And then it, right? it goes My to wife, the education, though. You know, yeah. I feel like <clears throat> people should be more educated and not just yeah. on a I can get rich quick, you know, but they'll want to listen mm. to those, but right. how I can just save money, you know, that should be something that we should start teaching to the children and trickle down to the mm-hmm. adults because they don't teach the kids what they need to learn in school. And I used to be a preschool teacher and I'm telling you, they don't teach them the stuff they need to know. <laughs> uh, you know, this is, I don't know who sits and make up the stuff that the curriculums that they, you know, teach the kids, but that's, that's, that goes to your parenting. You can't let the school teach your child everything. You got to teach your babies, you know, most of the stuff they need to know, especially life lessons, because they're not going to learn it in school. They're just not going to learn it. So I feel like it's, it goes with education. If we educate ourselves more, it should be maybe programs that can help people you know, financial literacy, and we can show you more because if they don't know, they never heard about it, they're going to have a negative thought process on it because it's foreign. So initially they're going to be negative because it's a foreign concept. Nobody never talked to us. You know, I never heard nothing about this. How how I'm going to save money with, you know, when I'm only getting this, I don't got enough money as is for the month. So you telling me I'm gonna be able to save, you know what I mean? This already, it's about yeah. that, that, that mindset. So I feel like if people, you know, stayed doing them and came at them with uh, a softer approach to like, just, you know, just trust mm-hmm. me. I'm, I mean, what you got to lose at the, you know, <laughs> what do you have to lose? You don't, you only can gain from this situation and educated right. them, then I feel like more people would be more prone to, you know, absorbing the information. And I like what you said, like, what do you got to lose? And I, I took it as immediately my mind went to like, yeah, what do you got to lose in the conversation? Like you can only mm-hmm. gain or stay the same. You're not going to go mm-hmm. back. So why not have a conversation? Why not go and seek and knock and, 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 and try to discover what, what you don't know or what could be different out there. Um, man, I, I do want to talk, talk on something about, you know, you, you're going to go through something and I want to know what is going to be your mindset. You said you had a brain surgery next Tuesday. Yep, the Tell the people how you plan to get through that and how are you staying so <laughs> bright, vibrant and giving, you know, dropping dimes on this podcast. Like, talk Well, us I will tell you this, it is not always easy. It is not always easy. Yeah. Today was not necessarily a good day for me. I have been um, doing like little short minute long videos here and there. Like y'all today wasn't it. It wasn't it y'all. <laughs> I, I feel, I feel bad today. And then, you know, some of them where I'm like, I actually feel okay. If, you know, I wouldn't move my head a certain way and get dizzy. It wouldn't remind me, you know, like, cause my head is constantly hurting. So when them times when my head is not hurting, it's like, yes, well, I can get something done. I can, you know, think I can breathe, <laughs> I can relax. So I try to get as much done as I can during those times, but you, I have to stay positive. And what's crazy, I've been having flashbacks of the first one. I've been having mm-hmm. flesh. So I have had to meditate. I have had to do prayer. I have had to go through the things that I'm definitely a walk it 
like I talk it. So everything that I tell somebody to do, I've done it. I've done it my own self. Mm -hmm. That's how I know. I come from a place of not a book taught me or I learned this in school and nothing against people who learned anything in school. I'm not saying, I'm just saying I learned from experience. This is things that what I teach people is stuff I've done myself. And I still do yeah. when I have my moments. Yeah. So when I have my flashbacks, I have to breathe. I have to breathe and change my mind to something positive and reinforce those positive yeah. thoughts that everything's going to be okay. You got an excellent neurosurgeon. You know, he knows you. Everything is going to be, everything was fine the first time. Everything's going to be fine this time. God got me. I do believe that I still have lots of work to do here. Yeah. That everything is going to go fine. This is happening so that I can yeah. continue to do what I'm doing. So I got yeah. to stay focused. I got to stay focused because the days, I mean, I found out about this a couple of weeks ago, confirmed, you know, that just got to happen. And it's like, you got, I mean, I don't want to feel like this, so I, I got to do it, right. you know, this is the weighing of my options. So I, I try not to let it get me down. I try to just do that positive reinforcement in my mind because I know everything's going to be okay. And when I have those flashbacks, I have to think positive. I have to deep breathe. I have to, um, I meditate anyway, but I have to, you know, sometimes have those get pull it together. <laughs> pull it together, moments. get it together, you know, because it's gonna yeah. be okay. Uh, I I've been writing. I I've been trying to write. I had my first um, children's book come out. Christine makes good choices. So I'm writing my second oh, one. Yeah. I got a copy of Christine right here. Christine makes good choices. Oh, look at that, folks. Mm -hmm. And. Teaching the kids. Yeah, you baby. gotta teach. That's why. I, that's why we became a teacher because I said, you know, adults pluck my nerves sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a lot of patience with kids. <laughs> but it's the adults. Yeah, it's the adults that get me. <laughs> Those be the ones that I be like, oh, oh gosh, okay, we should have. I wish I would have got you when you was a kid. So that way, you know, that's what. That's how my mindset be yeah. sometimes. You know, we gotta break sometimes some things that we we learn and a lot of things we taught ourselves you know what i mean you yeah. you put this in your own head nobody told you that nobody mm -hmm. <laughs> did that you told yourself that so we gotta break that pattern so it yeah. is i just i love to help people i i actually love i actually love people i love helping people i love walking in my purpose and that's why i know that I still got so much to do. I got a lot to do. Yeah. And yeah, they I got people say they're gonna put that on my tombstone. I got stuff to do. I do, I got stuff to do. I've been saying I got stuff to do since I've been a teenager, and I still got stuff to do. So and that's what keeps it. me going. I got six kids, they keep me busy and ragged. It's just I call my house the jungle. <laughs> How can people who are connecting with you right now and get get the vibe? They're like, man, this is this is someone I want to support. How can they, how can people support you? Um, well, on my Instagram, um, it is at the real bounce back queen, and Facebook it is um, Lanika Shelley Williams. So I post. You know, I, I do have a GoFundMe because I, I'm i going to have to have another procedure done after this one. Um, mm. And I'm going to have to pay for that. <laughs> and also the downtime from me, you know, not, I don't know how quick I'm going to be able to go right back into working and, you know, doing me. And I'm not a foster mom. So the kids that I adopted, Nobody helps me with them. You know, that was all on me. Wow. Foster moms get yeah. paid. So when people be like, oh, you're a foster mom, I'd be like, oh, no, they get paid. <laughs> you know, like, no. Oh, this yeah. is all on me. This is, 
This is not, um, you know, for a check or nothing. I actually love these children and didn't want them to end up with strangers. So I went from three kids to six kids. And mm-hmm. that's, I've been adjusting, you know, we are, that's why I'm writing the next book is my big, beautiful blended family. That's the next children's book because, you know, I, I got, a, I got yeah. a big, beautiful blended family and we, we don't all look alike. And, you know, sometimes we get stirs or questions in the store or I've had people be like, oh, you must be babysitting. And I go, no, I birthed them <laughs> and said with a smile. Since you want, since you want to have that conversation, you felt the need to come to me and ask me that. I'm going to feel the need to tell Bonus. you this is my response. <laughs> that goes that I can go on that one right now. Like, like you had that much boldness to come at me, but you don't have boldness to have conversations that you mm-hmm. should be having with your own kids or yeah, whatever. So mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> you want to get all in my business, <laughs> but you ain't handling exactly. your own. Exactly. Anyway. I, I say, anyway. I have this saying, I say, if you wipe your butt and you still see poop, stay there, keep wiping until you, until that toilet paper is clean. You can't go tell nobody what? else nothing. What? <laughs> I get it. It is a very uh, uh, specific illustration. You stay there until it's clean. Please. No streaks. <laughs> so, so I know you got a website. It's called the thebouncebackqueen.com, yep. yep. right? They can go www. there. www.thebouncebackqueen.com. I also, yeah, I have my my um go for me i have stuff up there it's also a link yeah that people can reach out for my mentorship program i feel like mentoring yeah. children is so 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 important um these babies are lost a lot of these babies are lost they are sad they just want love that's all that's the real yeah. thing they're they're killing themselves they are harming themselves they are doing a lot of different stuff that our generation didn't you know do and go through they got a different set of problems than you know that we had so and what it really boils down to is they just want to be loved they want somebody to love them they want to know that somebody has their back somebody cares about them somebody i hear you i'm listening to you you can come and talk to me we're going to figure this out what's wrong you know how are you feeling? You know, this, that's, they want for as complex as, you know, they have things, they want simplicity. They don't want a whole bunch of this and that and that. They want you to keep it simple. And that is, right. And that's why the things that's happening, because nobody is sticking up for them so mentoring is Mm. so important um you know it doesn't have to be as big as taking them into your home and all that but you can do something small by like volunteering at a school starting that's actually how positive inspirations started my kids was in middle school and I wanted a program where we had kids making good choices like a like a sorority mm-hmm. and a fraternity and they was making the choices and we was doing, you know, we would highlight the things that they did, you know, to encourage them to mm-hmm. keep doing more and they encouraging other kids. And it just, you know, the same way they can encourage stuff that they should not be doing. They can also encourage stuff that they need to be doing. So that yeah. that's how that started. And it just grew. It just grew. And I just, the kids just attached and, more and more kids and kids that didn't go to the school started and it just it just grew and we just started we just started doing stuff and I found out that you know a lot of them had some trouble so like I said I would take them to the nursing home we've we've gone as far as sometimes we go to the Walmart or like a food line or something and put carts back Mm -hmm. help the people help like the elderly or disabled, or, you know, somebody like that, put their carts back, the veterans, help them put their stuff back, and not for money, I just want to help you, 
and they had fun doing it. Yeah. I got like videos and stuff of them <laughs> doing it, helping people in the store. You know, that's stuff I taught my kids that comes sec- second nature to my yeah. own birthdays. But I've been yeah. trying to teach yeah. that to others, you know, that through service and see how you felt. I asked them, see how you felt after that? You know, that felt good, didn't it? You know, because it, it's, you made somebody's day and that feel good that you yeah. did that. So you're not thinking about your problems and your pity party and what's going on with you when you're doing that. So that's the reason why I said a lot of times through service, you can help your own mental situation. Yeah. Listen, this woman is going to make a huge impact in the world. So I'm just honored <laughs> that I have the conversations with her and we're going to have even more conversations. I know we're going to continue to ping each other and be on each other's shows and stuff like that. Listen, if you got any sense of like, you know what, I, I know someone who might need this, go share this, go visit the bounceback go sign up for the mentorship. And if you want to support her with her upcoming, um, financial obligations we're going to have it in, in the link you know go to the gofundme i'm going to do it so thank you shelly for brightening up my I day appreciate it. <laughs> you know yeah you know my pastor says something um uh, and he closes with this he's like make somebody day better just because you exist and you well, just I did appreciate that. it that means a lot i appreciate it you know i wasn't doing nothing but being me, what I call sprinkling my Shelly dust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, one, I, was, I was waiting for you to drop that. I know you said in some other interviews. I was just sprinkling just, my Shelly dust all over the world. That's what I want to do. That's all I want to do. That's it. Make someone life better just simply because you exist. Put a, put a smile on someone's face. You definitely put a smile on my face. And you taught us something. You taught us so much. So go back and listen um understand what your triggers are take ownership and fight don't be afraid to fail do get used to problem solving all those kinds of things this was jam-packed with just meat (laughs) and go back and chop it up so you can eat it one bit at a time (laughs) because uh i'm gonna do that thank you for joining us for this episode of wallet talks i hope you got something out of it i know i did and one thing that Shelly mentioned, and, and I don't know if y'all heard it, because she said our tagline, it doesn't matter what you make, but what you do is what you make. So we always believe you can change your mind, you can change your wallet, you can change your life. So till next time, this is Wallet Coach out.